Hey, you're listening to the Untold Podcast. This podcast is a collection of stories, lessons, and discussions about Told, our company, and the journey that we've been on over the past few years. In this podcast, we want to explore and start the conversation about what it means to do work in a better way, God's way. This is our first season, and it's about our company's values. Let's go. Welcome to the Untold Podcast, where it gets messy, but that's okay. I'm Nate, your host, and I'm joined here by the Told team. Woo! Woo. Yay! Around Woo. the table today, Woo. we have Alethea, also known as Al Othea. We Hi. have Unchan. Hello, hello. We have Mish. Hey! And we have Jem. That's my name. Woo! Say my name, say my name. <laughs> Don't say we didn't warn you. If you haven't seen slash listened to, you can't really see it. If you haven't listened to our first episode, the introduction episode, then you are in the wrong place right now. Go listen to that. That'll give you a lot of context for this season and what we're trying to do. And I think you'll appreciate what we're talking about today a lot more. No, definitely give really helpful context. Yeah. So you know what we're talking about when we use random words like told. It's not random. (laughs) When we call Alethea Ali. You're Severa Ali. <laughs> no, no one, no one calls you that. Don't you dare start. All right. Well, this season we are looking at our company's core values. Today we are actually listening and we are looking at our wholeness value. And I think, I think this value is one of the more unique values that we have. And I do believe a lot of our company is completely based around this value. Um, so why don't we just like read it out uh, and just kind of get into it. Uh, Al, can you do that for us? Okay. All right. So our wholeness definition. Okay. Not the definition of the concept, but the definition of how it applies to our company Ooh, is sneak peek. we do what it takes to embrace life holistically because we believe a thriving company starts with flourishing people. Damn. Uh, Thea, can you just read that again so that um, our listeners can really absorb that and just think about it? Okay, so let me say it one more time. We do what it takes to embrace life holistically because we believe a thriving company starts with flourishing people. Mm. I think this value is so profound mm-hmm. um, and it's hard to actually see or understand the profoundness of the value without actually understanding you know what it's all about and understanding the concepts behind it yeah but i think what you'll notice about the value when you just listen to it for the first time that it's really all about people and life um, and what it's like to live life and mish i i know that when you started this company that you had a very specific vision for people for work and how we do things and i believe that this value and your original vision really coincide they really work together um and i just want to hear maybe your story or hear your reasons for starting this company for starting told um because i believe it'll give us the context that we need yeah thanks for that nate um i think one of the things that i really struggled with when i first started work was realizing that i didn't know um what god said about how I was going to be a Christian at work. And I think um, this wow. really, yeah, this this really points to this issue of like, I knew how it looked like to be a good Christian on a Sunday at church, but I really had a few question marks and I really feel like I didn't really know, um, how do I act at work? Like, um, and 
and, and it pointed to this issue of really um, what we call what what we now term as um, SSD, which is a sacred secular divide. And so we view some things as sacred um, and important, or, or God. I guess, ordained in the world, and then other parts as secular, which is nothing to do or, or God's not interested in some of that. And, and we so, believe that, yeah. Yeah, a, a lot of people do believe that. And this is a concept that I've been teaching at um, Bible college. And what I realized was that we don't really, don't consciously realize that we actually divide a lot of things um, into sacred and secular. We compartmentalize them. We, we do, we compartmentalize them. And I think as I started thinking through this, I was teaching the theory to these students, but I was actually really curious as to how they actually practically outworked in their life. And one day a thought came to my mind, and, and well, actually it's more God, God planted that seed in my head. What would it be like to reimagine the future of work where I could gather a group of people and, as an experiment and actually see if we taught, if I taught them about um, what God said about work um, and about life and um, about their faith and how to integrate that at work but and actually do it in the context of a business, what would that look like? Mm. And that was us. <laughs> it was. <We're> the, <laughs> the brave ones, the pioneers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's a better way of saying it. <laughs> yeah. As Mish was saying, this SSD thing, it's something that's there and it – it's hard to see and it's something that we've had to recognize and unlearn as we've gone through this process of figuring out how faith and work come together mm. in this business. It's been really hard, like really confronting. Yeah. yeah. And even now, like two years later, we're still realizing like, oh, that's that comes from SSD. So mm. it's still an ongoing journey, right? Of yeah. You know, as realizing. we have gone through this process, we've recognized that in ourselves and oftentimes also in the lives around us yeah, we see so um, work as a means to an end mm. and not necessarily the deep and authentic expression of our calling yeah wow. you know so there's a segmentation that's going on there yeah, yeah. and there are some people who just pour their lives into their work and and it, it, in such a way where other areas of their lives, whether it's their health, their family, their fun and their rest are neglected. It's the whole like um you live countries who of oh, cultures who live to work or work to live mm. yeah. yeah there are some people who um just just don't get it you know like everything is like anything goes uh it, it's it's hard to really understand the purpose of what um they're doing and but it's really cool because we've been on this journey of trying to come together figuring this out and seeing what it actually looks like for our work to be connected to everything mm -hmm. mm. and i think each of us have like a little story or a little bit actually each of us have a big story you know <laughs> because it has been uh for the majority of us two years um i think it's interesting to note that um each of us here have started from different points um and you know as mish was saying you know uh her reason for starting told was to actually experiment and see if she could do all this discipleship stuff um, in a work context. Um, so why don't we just actually uh, maybe give um, just like a two sentence summary of why we joined told and where we were at when we joined told. Two you know? sentences. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, John, you can stop. <laughs> I joined told because I was invited to and it seemed fun. Yeah, uh, I was very compartmentalized in terms of my identity. Um, and I think through joining and uh, 
walking through, working through a lot of different things too. Um, yeah, I've come to understand my identity quite differently. Yeah, so you felt like your identity was like just different in all these different spaces? Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, I remember there was a conversation we had with Mish where that was quite like shocking to us and we were making this comment to Mish. And we're like, Mish, you kind of like act the same in different friendship circles and in different spaces that you're in. And then it was kind of a shock. And then Mish was like, yeah, like isn't that isn't that normal? Isn't that easy? And we're like, no, it was just so shocking to I think all, a lot of us that she acted the same um, because in our generation – you know, in our like 20s millennial generation, it's kind of normal to kind of have to flip and and switch up our language, our style or whatever, like our personality to to different groups. Yeah, do you remember that? I do remember that. <laughs> I don't That's remember cool. that. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't relate to any of that. <laughs> okay, Jen, what Wait, about What's you your then? story, dude? <laughs> For me, so, so mine's not two sentences. I've been given exemption. <laughs> <laughs> in true academic uh, fashion I, I, don't, I don't have that privilege <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so for me I was honestly just so bored <laughs> in life <laughs> and basically this was in the I guess the middle of the pandemic oh, yeah. back then it felt like it was the height of pandemic because yeah. you didn't know when it was going to end yeah. and I had come back from a season of being a missionary in Brazil and I, w- I didn't plan to come back, but I was I ended up being stuck here as I came back to renew my visa and <laughs> go to a friend's wedding. You got trapped. I got trapped. And it was such a limbo season because I didn't know when it was going to end, when could I go back. And I was constantly having to rethink every aspect of my life because the things that I thought that I was supposed to do and the things that I thought that I was called um, to do were things that I just could not do anymore. Mm. And I think that's something that a lot of people during the pandemic had to think through as well because everything was shaken up. And throughout that process, Mish came up to us and asked, hey, did you want to start a media company? And I was like, okay, yeah, sure, sure. Why not? (laughs) Because you said you had a lot of um, experience, right? Years in working in um, video yeah, I've yeah. been doing a lot of video work, um, especially before all of this traveling stuff happened. And I had kind of put that on the shelf, but it's really good because it's something that was able to um, make me money. So I always felt like it was just this side gig thing. And as as we started this company, what I recognized was that this thing what I recognized through a conversation that Mish initiated was that the work that I saw myself doing in Told was actually a means to an end. So what, what I mean by that is, like, I was so passionate about building this business, you know, um, impacting people through this work, all that. It all made sense. But at the end of the day, something was more important and I was trying to do all of these things, earn all this money, get all this influence, impact all these people so that I could do this other kind of work, which I, in my mind was quotation marks ministry. Like more typical church ministry. Yeah, kind of, very uh, explicitly. Yeah. Hey, do you want to know about Jesus? <laughs> you know? um, so it was then where I realized, oh my goodness, I think there's something that's that I'm missing because Mish kept talking about this thing called um, like like bringing your faith together 
and you and you work together, whole life discipleship. And in Ooh. that meeting, Ooh. I was key terms. Key terms. <laughs> we, we're gonna unpack that later, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Just a second. Yeah. <laughs> and in that, I was so confused because I was like, "Aren't we ma- aren't we building a media company? Why are we?" <laughs> doing devotionals why are we <laughs> praying so much Lord, why do you care about this <laughs> yeah it was it was messy and i was okay with messy but there were certain moments in this journey where i was messy. just kind of confused <laughs> because i didn't really understand where we were going yeah i i, I remember those conversations german like for me um when i joined I had just kind of finished another uh, discipleship kind of program with another ministry. It was very explicitly like spiritual discipleship with community learning about that stuff, which is what kind of what you expect in a more um, yeah Christian environment. And so when Mish asked me to do this um, company, honestly, I was just really excited to get to work with my friends because I kind of knew everyone already. Like we didn't really have a chance to work together, but oh uh, yeah, we were knew each other. We were friends, and one of my closest friends. So she's no um she's on break right now. Her name's Tori, but she was part of our founding team, and I just got so excited to be able to use my admin skills, which is my role in the company, a lot of admin logistics operations stuff, to actually and customer service. Yeah, all the above. I was excited to be able to kind of like be her PA and get paid for it. Like I was just kind of like mind blown. And then um, for me, I was like, wait, if I also get to learn how to build a business, awesome. And so Mish came saying, we're going to build a business and then do some like, you know, faith work stuff, whole life discipleship. To me, what I heard was pretty much, we're building a business and if I get discipled in the meantime, they're great, that's a bonus. I didn't really understand that that was actually like the main point. Mm. And so along the journey, kind of like what Jen was saying, I was like, why are we just not wasting but like why are we spending all this time like you know um kind of like yeah doing devotions prayers even though just be a lot of moments of really unpacking our personal lives you know and it was just really weird like uh yeah and sometimes I just kind of felt like our conversations they were like important but not necessary to building a business and I didn't understand how it worked together yeah and on like, top of those conversations there were all these workshops and teaching moments yeah and I remember that Mish would bring in all these experts in the field yeah um, that would deal with all these specific issues that were important but we didn't know how they connected yeah for example like there was one workshop about like the biblical narrative and I'm like cool cool that's that's a really helpful for my understanding of the bible but how does this help me build a business or like teaching about sabbath or like about strengths coach strengths a coach. psychologist yeah emotional <laughs> resilience I'm like okay cool thanks Mish but I I just kind of like went along with it honestly you guys just went along yeah <laughs> but um I think for me because I came in with the idea of like okay I'm building a business I want to really work because I like work is really good right and I need to learn how to work so if I get to um have more opportunities to upskill great but I didn't actually understand that I could be spiritually formed and I could mature through my work Mm. like that was never clear to me it was just like cool okay maybe kind of like what Jem said in my workplace I might evangelize or at least I'll give my best and that's kind of me like being excellent or whatever or integrous right like okay I could Mm. be integrous in my work I understood that um so let's say like um, what Unchan struggled with with identity, I understood kind of that. But for me, it was actually the aspect that God cares about my work. That was never clear to me. And the fact that I could learn and I could kind of practice the fruits of the spirit even in my workplace, in, mm. even in the work that I was doing. Mm. Yeah. So, so we have this original problem where we have this idea, the concept of SSD, you know, the, the sacred secular divide. And then you have all of these people here who were caught up in their own ideas about what what work was mish how did you 
bring this all together and what was your method in kind of undoing all of that? Wow. Um, that's a good question. <laughs> it's it. a very good question. Yeah. Um, like to be honest, I felt very – it was all an experiment to me and I think, you know, I, I call myself a recovering perfectionist because really I didn't have a very clear model in the beginning. Like as in I had an idea but it was yet to be tested. Like the method how to do it. Yeah, yeah. and I think um, it's it's been a real faith journey with me where God's kind of revealed step by step mm. um, um, a little bit of the model. And I think for me the – idea behind that was um you know um as Jem and Alethea has have alluded to when I first started this company I asked people to come along with this journey with me with with two primary cons- um two primary focuses one about business um and actually building a business um but also whole life discipleship and what I mean I guess um a simple definition that I like about what a whole life disciple is is someone who's learning to follow the way of Jesus in their place and at this time Mm. um so if I, I break that down a little bit it's like you know discipling is to learn and to teach others and we follow Jesus in community and it's the way of Jesus in in this particular place and time Mm. so that looks different and I really wanted to I guess embrace this idea that Eugene Peterson had um, where he kind of said he was prepared to contend that the primary location for spiritual formation is in the workplace Um, and I kind of thought could I disciple people in a work context yeah so I don't know about you but when, when I've worked before I know that my workmates my clients have really tested my patience and um tested my love for my neighbor for my uh, or enemy you know um but also um in a workplace the sheer amount of hours that you spend with someone your character your true character is bound to show and so it's a very stressful environment so i kind of thought you know this is really an interesting place to disciple people in um and i think it came out also of the fact that at that time i was asked to mentor people and i realized that when I asked them what they wanted mentoring in, they would just say something. And as I was explaining and, and helping them um, in whatever area of life that they were finding difficulty in, I wondered, is this actually the area that they really need to be working on in their lives? Um, or is there something else that, that God's actually really impressing to their lives and that's what what's most important for their spiritual growth? And so that became this idea of like, it does make sense to actually disciple people where you can see them interact in a workplace situation with clients, with each other. Um, yeah. Yeah. Even in our experience, when you first brought up that term, whole life discipleship, it it took us a while to understand it. But experientially, like as we actually started, you know, meeting together once a week in the company, we had meetings, we worked on clients together. It was like, oh, this makes sense because when I'm upset after a shoot, you know, or a conversation has triggered me because it's brought up an insecurity, normally you're just like, brush it off. Yeah, I'm fine. Like you wouldn't deal with it. But, and then maybe I'd walk away to a mentor and be like, oh, if I'm, you know, self-aware enough to bring it up. But in this context, like whether I like it or not, these people are going to bring it up and be like, hey, Alethea, like, you know, you seem like a little bit more upset. Are you okay? You know, did something happen? And even when Mish would come up to me, say after meetings, it would process stuff. There was It was so much richer because you could see like the little steps that led up to something or you could see trigger points that even I didn't notice. Um, yeah, so I was kind of blown away by that. And it yeah, really did change my life and the way that I can now 
see mentoring and discipleship. Mm. So we have these components now to the, and, and this story that we've kind of built up and it feels connected, but you might be wondering, so what has that got to do with wholeness? <laughs> you know, um, And I think what's really important is that wholeness in its simplest form, I believe, is the rejection of SSD and, and realizing that our entire lives are all one aspect, one whole thing. And this is the whole journey that we have been on, um, realizing that our lives are all integrated. Um, mm, so that it's all just one thing. Yeah, if I can say like, in order to understand wholeness, we had to be aware of SSD, which blocked us from experiencing wholeness mm. because we would compartmentalize, segregate our lives, sacred, secular, church, work, uh, Sunday, Monday to Friday, all that stuff, right? Mm. And then the context of experiencing that was in the context of whole life discipleship. Yeah, That's how we actually really unpacked it. So yeah. that's how everything connects. So as you can see, this has been like a really large paradigm shift for all of us, you know, the, yeah. something that's really shaped the company. Um, and I think you're going to hear more stories in our second episode <laughs> where we wait. talk about, you know, the messiness, the the way we realized juicy, and the <laughs> juicy stuff, you know, how, you know uh, and, and, but for this episode, you know, uh, we will talk more about unpacking this value and the words that we've used in the value statement. Um, but I think for myself, I have seen these guys change over the year, you know. I've seen them grow. I've seen uh, – because I'm friends with – I was friends with the majority of the Whoa, team no outside. Way. <laughs> I you're was not friends with us now. Uh, you're, you're pushing a little. Hey, hey. Uh, acquaintances. Maybe acquaintances. Maybe. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was friends with the majority of the team before I actually joined um, Told. Mm. Um, and I saw them change over the years. You know, I saw their – understanding of work shift from something that was very static to something that is a bit more unique yeah and for those who don't know nate joined us on this journey a little bit uh like like a about a, a year yeah. year in and it's been really cool to see him just slot into the messiness of it all yeah that's so true and this idea of it being messy is something that i wanted to hone in on as we try to explain this idea of wholeness because I think fundamentally it was to to try and bring all these things together to try and unlearn things it was so messy Mm -hmm. you know wholeness is this so messy (laughs) as we tried to pursue wholeness it required us to bring together all these things that we very purposefully compartmentalized over many years because it was mm. just easier to do so yeah. but you know you know to connect it all um was was a lot of work and it was really fruitful because it was a recognition that the work that we do did shaped us for who we were and who we were outside of our work would shape how well we do our work you know yeah. so it's kind of bringing yeah. those together and i started to understand why mish started teaching all these different things. It was because she was trying to, trying to tap into and I guess unravel a lot of the things that we believed were true that actually blocked us from believing that our lives were supposed to be one. Yeah, can I say, like, I think it's certain areas in our life, um, like, Jen, what you were talking about, how it was easier and we kind of learned to compartmentalize it. Yeah. In certain, I think even like a lot of churches, a lot of our church contexts or workplaces, it was encouraged like this yeah. compartmentalization was encouraged. Like, you know, you kind of, you know, I think that 
the understanding when you come to church sometimes like, oh, you kind of like got to save face. And it's like, oh, are you okay? Yeah, like I'm fine. You don't really feel like you can talk about it, which yeah. is odd, right? And sometimes when you go to work, personal conversations are always like really like awkward because you don't really talk about things. No one really cares enough to actually dig deep into what's going on yeah. unless you're like really good friends. And so coming here, um, that was really hard for us to understand. It was very counterintuitive, very it grated against us because it really requires you to be vulnerable and, and open and even to be, to be self-aware about and honest and honest yeah because when you when you try to transform your identity into one like you just you, you need to be integrous yeah there's there's this honesty and authenticity that comes with this that 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 comes with this process yeah um and like you know you you see you, you see this everywhere where work is work mm-hmm. personal life is personal life mm-hmm. or um, church is church. Church, church, yeah. Church is church, or don't do business with your friends. Oh yes. Or mm. um, <laughs> look at us. <laughs> when you come, you come into this work context. You need to be professional. Don't talk about your problems. Or I'm, I'm going to list out so many. I think that's so interesting because um, you're bringing up this idea of how we created a safe community. Like we we needed to create a safe community so that these things could be vulnerably shared and um, mistakes mm. can be made but in a safe environment where we can learn together like and we grow love, together. Yeah, and yeah. like when we love and accept each other, it's like all of us, our strengths and our weaknesses, like our, our good things and our bad things, you know, the baggage. So like mm. even if we look, go back to the definition that I read earlier in the episode, right? Um, we do what it takes to embrace life holistically. Like, what does that mean? Yeah, you know? we like, had to, we chose that phrase so intentionally, like we do what it takes. Another version was like, we're not afraid to prioritize or do what it takes. Yeah. Because it's so, yeah, not normal. We don't see it in a lot of other spaces. But for us, it's like as hard and as messy and as inefficient as it is. Because like these conversations like are not efficient. It takes like, it could take like two, three hours, you know. There was like just a quick story. Um, in our first work retreat, Mish was getting frustrated because we were like, an hour or two late. Like it was really late, right? And then um, she was like, okay, I really need to bring this up. We can't keep being late. So it's like 15 minute conversation. Great. I'll just tell everyone about like having a standard of being Did on time. Did she say 15 minute conversation? I'm pretty sure she told me. She was like, I'll just give me like 15 minutes in the agenda. I was like, cool, uh, great. 15 minutes. Three hours later, yeah. you have people crying. You have people talking about their family trauma and like cultural issues. And we're unpacking this like Eastern Western thing. And we're like, and then all this integrity <laughs> stuff. And it's all to do with why we struggle with being on time and because for Mish it wasn't just she didn't want to just lay down the law and be like great be on time notice end of discussion when we all kind of like rebutted and we're like yeah but like you know it's easy it's nice to be flexible she kept asking us like why and she actually genuinely wanted to know why it was a struggle for us to be on time and we wanted to know why she cared so much about being on time yeah like she cared to such to an extent where she was like questioning her own beliefs because she, she was like oh, man that was yeah. that conversation <laughs> that, that memory just brought back a lot of flood back a lot of memories <laughs> i remember oh boy. actually we were at a retreat and this the same place that we are now recording this yeah. um podcast two almost two years later but um i remember going to my bedroom googling going have i got this completely wrong <laughs> like i got confused you know and i think it's it's the nature of how community actually helps you know yeah we, we really help each other and we've grown together and we've really struggled together um and understood this this problem and how this problem actually affects us in so many different ways yeah, Mish, i love how at the end of the day it wasn't about who was right or who was wrong mm. but it was yeah, it about wasn't. journeying together as a community 
to try and do what it takes to deal with these issues holistically yeah. to not just to to not just get an outcome yeah. and get everyone to do something yeah. but to really be on that same page and see flourishing to the fullest extent happen yeah yeah i think that's really cool um cuz uh we we talk a lot about wholeness for individuals right as a personal thing where you know if i'm if i'm well in one area i'm well in others and so on and so forth every area of my life affects every other area right but i think um yeah it was it was really cool that you touched on that idea of community there um cuz it shows that idea of wholeness um playing out in a macro sense yeah. and playing out in in the context of community That's and so in the context time. of the bigger picture where yeah the wholeness of a organization or a body of people uh, is also affected by the wholeness and well-being of the individuals that so. also make it up Mm. Yeah, and that's the second half of our statement. Yeah, I was gonna say that yeah. almost as if it's all connected. <laughs> what? Yeah. Are you saying I jumped the gun? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So as Chan kind of um, already hinted, you know, um, it's all about community, and um, our second half of the statement is. A thriving company starts with flourishing people. Um, mm. And I know that Nchad just, you know, fleshed it out a little bit. Yeah. And when we, when we talk about thri- a thriving company, we're not just talking about it in a very, what's the word, ethereal kind of sense, you know, like good vibes. We're <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a happy company. But happy we, go lucky. We actually deeply believe that when we as individuals are flourishing, it, it flows out in a collective way as well. We're going to see financial thriving. We have seen. We have as well. Mm. We're going to see greater impact in this world. We're going to see a team that works together, that trusts each other, that creates the most beautiful, excellent work yeah. you can possibly imagine. It has a good reputation with their clients, with their partners, everyone, yeah. Yeah, it's all connected. And I think what's... And we believe the distinctive of this value is the fact that we are prioritizing and focusing on the people first. Yeah. And it's not a means to an end mm. because what we see in a lot of businesses and companies is that they say they're people first. They say they're all about workplace culture. But mm. honestly, it's a means to an end because yeah. when push comes to shove, the bottom line matters most you know they're, they're only trying to create a good working culture to in order productivity. To, to increase productivity and also to retain talent yeah or they're trying to um d- do it because it's a pr move mm. but for us we've had oh, to do what it takes make those sacrifices and there've been enormous sacrifices which we will talk about in the next episode in yeah. order to embrace life holistically. Mm. Hours upon hours upon <laughs> hours of upon therapy. hours Free therapy. of just cyclical conversation. <laughs> <laughs> that sort of sacrifice out of the waters. Wow. Uh, I, I know you alluded to previous drafts um, of this statement. Now, yeah. one of them was that we aren't afraid to prioritize health, rest, and fun. Yeah. Um, now, we obviously didn't put that in the current value statement because no. we didn't feel like that fully encapsulated what we were talking about. But yeah, I still <laughs> think, I, I still think, you know, health, rest, and fun are really big aspects of. Yeah this wholeness concept yeah especially for where we are right now today yeah yes yeah. so just to give context like for us we're millennials or well, technically i think i'm gen z i don't know anyways so <laughs> we're like young 20s living in australia we are asian born up in a western culture and um for us it was really hard because i think 
in our society, in what we see in popular media, in what we see with like the rise of influencers, YouTubers, and how viral our world has become and how easy it is for people to kind of like become successful like overnight and things like that, right? It kind of feels that health and work are incongruent. Like, you know, we have this phrase or this mindset of like hustle culture. You know, you hustle, you grind, sleep is for the week. If you really want success, you just got to keep going. Like, you know, and, and there are a lot of significant voices out in our generation who who preach that message and teach that to us. And so we think, all right, we just got to keep going. Like there's no, no stop, no stop. Like we've had people even advise us in our company. Like, no, no, you're a startup company. You can't afford to be picky with your clients. Just say yes to everyone that comes your way. You know, like you got to hustle in this first year of business. We have not done that. And that was a very intentional choice to resist that culture of hustle and grind and other things like rest and fun. Like, okay, like it's ironic that I'm saying this because the first time we talked about our company values and I was like, hey, what values do we want in our company? Mish mentioned fun. And I just like looked at her and I was like, huh? That, that makes no sense. Like how does fun have anything to do with like building a, a business? And she just looked at me, she's like, you don't think you can have fun in your work? And I was like, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh boy. So like flabbergasted at that idea. Flabbergasted. Because like, okay, I understand fun yeah. is important in your life. You work to have fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah. fun is like an escape or a reward or like a way to cope with the work. So you have fun to like stay sane, you know? Like it's not that your work inherently is fun. Or it's like, um, yeah, the whole live to work, work to live dichotomy, right? And I just like didn't understand it, even with rest. You know, in a workspace, I'd never had really experienced a a work culture that actually demanded fun, demanded rest, that really empowered it and supported it and would make sacrifices so that we could rest. Okay, it's another way to put it is realizing that rest is a very significant part of our work. Mm. Um, yeah, so we highlighted those things knowing that it was very hard for us in our generation. But the more that we've journeyed on this, it's actually realizing it's not just those three things. You know, like that's why we changed it to embracing life as a whole because everything affects everything. Like our family life, our personal life, our health, our mental, emotional, physical health. Like it's all connected. Yeah, right? our finances, physical, mental. Yep. yep. People around you. Yeah, your friendships, yeah. all this stuff. Yeah, that's You're- why um, even uh, in high school, I believe they're teaching that we have five dimensions of health. Right. Yeah, but sometimes they kind of teach it as like separate things that may have some areas of overlap. But we're realizing, no, it's 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 all very integrated and interconnected. Yes. And it's not just a matter of connecting it all and recognizing how much each thing affects each other. Mm. But it's this process of restoring the value of all those things yeah. to where it's supposed to be. And I think we're going to hear more about the value of these things in our next episode um, as we actually also un- unpack the biblical foundations for this value yeah we didn't <laughs> make we it go. up i promise <laughs> yeah, yeah we didn't just pull it out um out of thin air you know we actually you know, there, there is a biblical foundation for this and we also have more stories to tell just about you know the journey um as i've already talked about but uh we have run out of time and I think this is a great place to land. Yeah. We've actually really talked uh, in depth about this concept. and Please join us for episode two. Yeah. It'll be really interesting stories. <laughs> yeah, And, and I, I honestly hope that you, um, as you listen to this, you would be challenged to think about your own life and the way that you yeah, have definitely. structured slash thought about your own life. Um, and where SSD may hinder or cause you to think so. Or even just recognizing the yeah, SSD in your life. Um, yeah. And I think that'll be really great for you. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening to the Untold Podcast. We have enjoyed this a lot. Woo-hoo. Heck yeah, we'll That's see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.